Pinna. Welcome to Podcasters U. Hey, future podcasters. I hope you're here because you're interested in making your own podcast. Because that's what this podcast is here to help you do. With the help from the team at Pinna, some of your favorite podcasts on air talent, plus super creative people behind the scenes. And I'm your host, Jeremy. If you recognize my voice, you've probably listened to Time for Kids Explains, where I'm one of the kids reporters who hosts the show. I've also been working on my own podcast, Explore with Jeremy IRL. In this first episode of Podcasters U, we're going to walk you through all the basics of making a podcast, scripting, recording, and editing. And then in upcoming episodes, we'll talk about some of the different types of podcasts you can make, like interview shows, scripted fiction, informational podcasts, and game shows. Plus, we'll have tips about characters, voiceover, music, and sound design. But first, what is a podcast? Here to help me answer that is Amy Kraft, who is the Senior Director of Development at Pinna. Hi, Amy. Hey, Jeremy. It's great to be talking with you. So, Amy, can you explain to me what is a podcast? You know, a podcast is simply a digital audio file that you share over the internet. And that could be on a podcasting platform like Pinna or something that you download to listen to on your phone or computer. And it's different from radio. So radio can only be transmitted through radio waves. Yeah, and also different from radio is that you can listen to podcasts anywhere and anytime you want. That's exactly right. Um, Do you have a favorite time to listen to podcasts? Well, I love listening to podcasts when my parents are driving me around. I like Crime Origins, as I can definitely relate to Glowis Glane, who is a fellow podcaster and a reporter. And secondly, it's a great way to distract myself so I don't get carsick from my dad's driving. (laughs) That's amazing. So what's your job at Pinna? What does a director of development do? So I think I have the most fun job because I have the job of picking out all the different things that are going to be on Pinna, which podcasts we have, everything that we make that's in our originals. It's just really fun to bring all those ideas together. So once we have a pitch, which is that initial idea for a podcast, I oversee production of that, which means finding exactly all the right people to bring together to do the job of making the podcast. And then filling out the details of what the show should sound like, how it should be, and how it should roll out episode over episode. That sounds like an interesting job. Okay, so when a lot of people think about podcasts, they imagine a bunch of people sitting in front of a microphone and having a conversation. But what are some other examples of what podcasts can be? It's kind of an amazing time in podcasting because there can be so many different kinds of podcasts. And I came prepared with some clips. So this first clip is a show called Don't Break the Rules, which is an improv comedy podcast where actors have to come up with characters on the spot and then play games as those characters. Now get into that envelope and see what character you're going to be today. Okay, can't wait. Here we go. Ripping it open. Okay. Oh, boy. There's a piece of paper in here, and it says... Spy baby. Okay, so I'm a baby, so I've got to talk like this because I'm really a baby. And I am um, I like to, like, watch people. And I have little tiny baby binoculars. 
There's also scripted fiction like Opal Watson Private Eye about a detective that solves mysteries at school and in her neighborhood, and then she stumbles onto this big family mystery. Well, it was nice meeting you, Mr. Vincennes. We've got to go. Where are you two off to now? We're still on a case. Well, the case can wait. It's lunchtime, honey. You a spy, Opal? More like a detective. I always thought being a detective would be an interesting job. But then again, you have to be careful. You never know what you'll find out about people. Some secrets are best not revealed. And then we have some podcasts that don't fit neatly into any categories. So like take our show Food Crimes, for instance. Kids bring real-life food crimes. That's like things that happen to them that have to do with food in their real life. And they bring them to our fictional food court where lawyers will present their case to Judge Foodie. Anytime she gets candy, she gets to decide how much she gives away or keeps. Mm, Seems pretty rude if you ask me. Oh, you want to talk about Rude? How about the way he asked her for the candy? Roll in the clip. I didn't want to share with him because he asked rudely. He goes, uh, can I have some candy now? Order. My client denies any rudeness on his part. Request to strike that from evidence. Well, Your Honor, I already played the tape, so, uh... So just like TV shows, there are so many different genres that fit different interests. That's right. And basically everyone listening now is their own director of development. That's cool. Okay, so back to how our listeners can make a podcast. They first have to come up with an idea and then figure out how to make the idea into a show. Where's a good place for them to start? Well, I think listening to this podcast is an excellent place to start. But in general, just listening to a ton of podcasts, see what resonates with you, like what what you find really interesting, what you gravitate towards, and then try to make a show like that. Now we're going to talk about all the tools of podcasting and getting started. Thanks, Amy. I can't wait to hear what everyone comes up with. Now let's jump in and talk about all the tools that you'll need to make a podcast. Here to help with that are two senior producers at Pinna, Alana Milner and Torin Wakefield-Thompson. Hi, Alana and Torin. Hi, Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy. So what are some of the podcasts that you've worked on? Well, um, I've worked on a bunch, but some of them include Grim Grimmer Grimmest, Season Isle, uh, Furry Tones, Don't Break the Rules, Cats Knocking Things Off Tables, and The Start. And I as well have worked on quite a few shows. But one of my favorites is Hero Hotel and the Hero Hotel shorts, Cremorgans. I've also worked on Hilarious, Everyday Jokes with Hillary and Larry, and Word of the Day with Hillary and Larry. Quite a few audiobooks, 5 for 5 trivia, and I've also had the pleasure of being Alana's voice talent for Cats Knocking Things Off Tables. (laughs) That is very true. So even though all of these podcasts are different, most of these podcasts start out with scripts, right? Yeah, exactly. And for me, one of the more fun and interesting processes for scripting is for Hero Hotel. First, because it's just a hilarious show to read with a lot of action in it. But also because when the scripts are basically done, we spend a day to binge read all 10 episodes to get a sense of the story arc and what it would be like if somebody were to binge listen to all 10 episodes like on a long car ride and to make sure that that story arc holds up because Hero Hotel is a serialized show, meaning that the full story takes place over several episodes. 
and that the episodes are interconnected over the course of the season. But it all starts off with premises that are given to me from the writer, Yehudi Mercado. A premise is a short paragraph on what each episode will be about that him and his team come up with. And then he'll send me those. And then after some notes, I'll receive outlines from him, which have a bit more detail in them. And after more notes, Yehudi and his team goes off and they write the scripts. But doing that binge read is fun because that's our opportunity to throw in some breadcrumbs and clues or Easter eggs in various episodes for listeners so that way they can maybe guess where the story is headed. Of course, we add in a few more jokes and to pay attention to that story arc to see uh, if it holds up. And if you listen to season two, then you know that we dealt with time travel, the multiverse, and a body swap. So you'll definitely see why all those steps are necessary. (laughs) Part of the reason why it can be really great to take the time to make sure that your script is really solid and, you know, has everything in there that needs to be in there is because, especially in audio, we can really use a script like a map. It can really be um, a useful tool to let everybody who's involved in a production, or the writer and the producer and the actors and the sound designer, it contains basically instructions for all of them. And, and together, everybody who's working on a project can look at the script and see what needs to happen when and where it goes. So scripts are super, super useful in that way. For other scripts, for shows like Don't Break the Rules, which involves a lot of improvisation, people making stuff up on the spot, you might not need a very detailed script, but you might have more of an outline for a show like that. But it really depends on the show exactly what kind of script you might need. So what software do you need for scripting? Well, you don't need anything super fancy. There are some professional scripting programs that are out there, but any word processing program like Word or Google Docs works just fine. We actually use Google Docs a lot. And also, we made some script templates that our listeners can use for their podcast ideas. Yep, we'll have more info on those and other resources later in the episode. Alana, are there other tools that are helpful for scripting? Totally. So transcription tools can also be super helpful. Transcription is the process of writing down what has been spoken. For example, when we record Grimace, we'll record Adam telling the story to a bunch of kids. And the kids, nothing the kids say is scripted. So they just say what they want and we record it. Then after the recording, we'll use a transcription tool or service where transcriptionists will listen to the audio of that recording and then type all of it out so that we can see it kind of like a script on a page. That makes it easier to kind of look over the whole conversation and pick and choose which pieces of the conversation we want to keep in the final audio for that episode. Do you have any other tips or insight you want to share in scripting? Uh, Yeah. So earlier, Torin mentioned serialized shows like Hero Hotel and Crim Origins. And the other type of show that you can have is episodic. In episodic shows, each episode can stand alone. So you don't need to listen to the one that comes before or after in order for that episode to make sense and for you to understand what's going on. Now, with episodic shows, it's still important to have some elements that stay the same from episode to episode in order to let the listener know that they're still all part of the same show. And Grimace can be a good example of that, where with Grimace, we have essentially the same intro every time and the same outro, and the, and the structure of the episode itself remains the same. But the story and the story elements are what differ. 
And another good tip, uh, especially for informational shows, is making sure that you fact check your script. If you're going to be telling people information about a certain topic, you want to make sure that those facts are accurate. And you can do that by verifying them with reliable sources. Okay, once you've got your script, you're ready to record. Alana, can you walk us through what equipment you need? Absolutely. So there's some basic equipment you'll need, but don't worry, it doesn't have to be anything too fancy. The first thing you'll need is a microphone. It can really be any kind of mic, like a USB mic, which is a mic that you plug into your computer using a USB cord. You can use the Avid AE36 headset, which is a really great headset that's pretty low cost that we tested out at Pinna. And you can also use a gaming headset, which is another great option. And you can even just use a microphone that's built into your smartphone if you have a smartphone. It's really just any mic that you have available is a great mic to get started with. Okay, so we have the microphone. What else? Also very useful is a good pair of headphones. And by good, I really also just mean any headphones that allow you to hear clearly to the audio that you are listening to or, you know, if you're recording an interview with somebody that allow you to hear the person that you're recording. Earphones that go over your ears rather than go inside your ears can be especially helpful because they can also stop the sound of the audio from bleeding out of the earphones and into the microphone or being picked up on your mic if you're also recording yourself. But really, again, whatever headphones you have on hand, so long as you can hear clearly through them, those are great to start with. What about some good options for recording software? Well, there are a bunch of different softwares and applications that will allow you to record audio. And some examples are Zoom, CleanFeed, Riverside, Podcastle, Audacity, and GarageBand. And you can even use the Voice Memos app in a smartphone. That's cool. I've actually used Audacity and voice memos before for my own podcast. And right now we're actually using Riverside. So that's awesome. You've had experience with a few of them. So Torin, you've done professional voiceover work, right? Can you talk about that? Oh, definitely. Um, I do voiceover work as well. And in simple terms, a voiceover talent is a person that provides a voice to something, but you're not actually able to see them. You just hear their voice. So if you see streaming ads on the internet or a TV or radio commercial and you hear this random voice come on that says, time's running out, so call now for your free T-shirt, something like that, that person is a voiceover talent. They lend their voice to everything from commercials to audiobooks, podcasts, of course, transportation hubs, movie trailers, video games, animations, toys, so much stuff. But... Their main job is basically to bring the words and the script to life. For people who may have not had a recording studio in their home, what are some tips to make things sound great? Well, you want to make sure that you record in a quiet place that's not so roomy or out in the open in your home because it'll have an effect on how your voice will sound. A closet is a good idea because it's small and the clothes in your closet act as sound treatment as it helps dampen the sound of your voice. So... It doesn't bounce off of walls or sound echoey like in a bigger room with no sound treatment. You can also just build a blanket fort with comforters and pillows and record inside there. And once you started recording, any tips? Yeah, well, I would say my main tip is just to be relaxed when you're performing voiceover or recording. Um, once you click that record button, you may freeze up a little bit. 
but it's okay. Just be relaxed, have some water handy, and just keep the script directly in front of you. And don't worry about messing up because everybody messes up when they perform voiceover or record, you know, but that's why we can always do backup takes and just do a slight pause and start the sentence over again because at the end of the day, there's always audio editing. Thank you for all the tips, Torin. When you have all those different takes, you have to pick the best one and edit them together. So let's talk editing. Alana, can you tell us more about audio editing? So editing is the general word. We used to describe the process of piecing together different bits of audio and bringing, making them into a whole to meet an artistic vision. So when you edit audio, there are many different adjustments that you can make to it. You can, you know, take one clip and move it from the start to the end. You can choose to cut pieces out. You can choose to record a new take and add it in. You can layer different pieces of audio. And, you know, as you're making these choices, the things that an audio editor will think about often is the length of the final piece that you want to make. You think about sound design and timing. And you can also, as I mentioned before, use your script as a map when you're editing. You know, the script, it lays out the vision really of how the episode will come together. And an audio editor can follow that to piece things together sort of like a puzzle. You mentioned some software to use for recording. Are any of these options good for editing too? So, yes. Audacity, GarageBand, Twisted Wave, and Pro Tools are a few that are pretty popular. And I actually made a video showing how you can use Audacity to do some of these basic editing techniques like cutting, pasting, layering, and fading. And You'll find more on that in our resources section later. I like podcasts with great sound design that add music and sound effects. Do you have any tips on sound design? So with music and sound design, you know, I like to think of them as like the other two two elements of what we're hearing in a podcast. So you've got your voices and then you've got your music and you've got your sound design. And I think our music can often be sort of the emotion helps set the emotion or the atmosphere of a moment. You know, you can add scary music or happy music. And sound design, when layered in, can really help give you a sense of the environment. You know, is is it windy outside? Are we in a small room? Or if like in an episode of Grimace, you're telling a story about boiling water filled with snakes and snake farts being thrown over a castle wall, you can use sound effects to make that scene come to life. Be gone, they cried, and threw boiling water with snakes and snake farts at him. (laughs) So where can you find music and sound effects to use? Well... You can always make your own. So if you have a whoopee cushion and want to record your own fart noises, that's definitely an option. Or, you know, if you play the piano and you want to record yourself playing the piano, then you can make some original music that way. But another place to look if you don't want to make all the sound effects yourself is uh, you can look online for sound catalogs and preferably royalty-free sound catalogs or free sound catalogs, which means you don't have to pay to use them. And lastly, a third excellent option is to use the sound effects and music inside Pinna's Podcasters U Audio Toolkit, which contains 
a really cool selection of sound effects and music for you to use when you're working on your show. That is so much useful information. Alana and Torin, thank you so much for sharing your expertise. No problem. Our pleasure. Okay, you've got the basics and all the tools that you need. Here's a couple more pro tips for you. Tip number one. When you finish editing your podcast episode, save it as an MP3, which is the best format for sharing audio. Make sure to save it in stereo, not mono, so that you can hear the sound in both ears when you're wearing headphones. Tip number two. Think about your audience. Who are your listeners and how are you making something that they will like and understand? The best way to know for sure is to test your show. Play it for people. Listen to what they have to say about it and think about what changes you want to make to make your podcast even better. Tip number three. Make some cool show art for your podcast. Think about what you can include in a podcast icon and that will help people know what your show is about. Tip number four. Use only audio that you have permission to use. Music, sound effects, people's voices, and art that you find online are other people's property and aren't okay to use without their permission. What you can definitely use is audio that you make and record yourself and sounds that are available in our Podcasters U audio toolkit. And tip number five, take this Pinna podcast pledge. Please repeat after me. I promise to listen closely think creatively, and have as much fun as possible while making my own podcast. And in the process, I promise to only use words, sounds, and art that are my own, or that I have permission to use. Cool? Cool. You've heard about script templates, music, and sound effects that we've got for you. You can find that, planning docs, tutorial videos, helpful links, and everything else you need to get your podcast started on our website. Ask a parent or teacher to visit pinna.fm slash podcasters you. That's podcasters plus the letter U. That's also where you can share with us the podcast you end up making. We can't wait to hear what you make, and we may feature your episode on Pinna. Stay tuned for more episodes filled with show ideas. Next up is the art of the interview. Everything you need to know about the interview shows. Happy podcasting! Looking for more inspiration to create your own podcast? Pinna has tons of exclusive original podcasts to help you get started on your podcasting journey. From fiction to fact-driven and interview-based to just a fun game to play along to, Pinna's library will be sure to spark your imagination. Head to pinna.fm to create your Pinna full-access account to start listening today. That's P-I-N-N-A F-M. Or you can subscribe to one of the Pinna channels right here on Apple Podcasts to get unlimited access to select kids' podcasts.